Welcome to Konoha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. This one is Aster. It's Mala. Hi! Hi! Welcome, welcome, welcome! We're back here on the podcast. Aster! Aster! Yeah, hi! Hi! She, she was trying to remember if she's been on the podcast before. She thinks she has, but she maybe wasn't talking like this last time. Yeah, it doesn't know. But either way, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. What has she been up to this week? Oh, fuck. Um, right. Um, so yeah, she has been, I mean, like, it's been a lot of like X-Men comics and stuff, like a little bit of like gaming, a little bit of like the the, the usual stuff. But like, you know, the, the only thing that she feels like she really has like to say of like, the only thing she feels like she has to say of, like, any real substance is, like, she's been reading a bunch of, like, X-Men comics, right? She's been, like, she made it up through uh, Inferno, which is, like, the third big, like, yearly X-book crossover from, like, the, like, Chris Claremont and, like, Louis Simonson era of, like, those two writers heading up those books. And it's, like, fascinating in the sense of it's, like, this is the culmination of, like, a three-year-long effort to, like, salvage, like, one of the worst editorial decisions ever. Um, what was the decision? Okay, so, so basically, um, God, she, she's trying to figure out how much context to give and like how how deep she should go into this, right? But like, basically, like, do that. Talk ta- talk about it all she wants. We're not okay. gonna have much to say about Naruto, right? She's got a ton to say about Naruto. She's gonna <laughs> fucking break this shit wide open. Okay, don't doubt her. Um, but you know, so like. Does it know about, like, Jean Grey and the Phoenix, like, at all, at all? I don't... She doesn't really know what it knows about X-Men. Yeah, it... It knows vaguely. Right. So, like, basically, like, fairly early into, like, Claremont's run in the grand scheme of things, right? Like, this is, this is like, years of comics beforehand, before the stuff I was, like, reading this last week. Um, you know, uh... Like... Jean Grey, who was like one of the the founding members of the X Men, you know, through through a series of events, gets like this significant power up, right? Like she becomes like one of the fucking strongest people in the universe. She uh, is like she like nearly dies in like a spaceship crash and then is like reborn as as the Phoenix, right? Um, and she's like really really fucking strong, right? But like basically, there are times when creative struggles on this book where like. You know, like, Chris Claremont's intent with this character was like, oh, they wanted to, like, have, like, a big, like, cosmic level, like, super strong character on the X-Men. And, like, you know, he wanted it to be, like, a girl, right? Um, and, uh, but, like, they, they, there were, like, some people on the ed- editorial side and, like, on the, uh, like, the writer side, including fucking, like, one of the villains of comics, John Byrne, who were, like, uh, who, who were, like, starting to feel like, oh, maybe her presence in this book was sort of, like, you know, getting in the way of other characters' abilities to do things, right? Um, and so, like, there was this, like, mandate of, like, okay, we need to, like, strip her powers back and, like, you know, stop having her, like, be the center of this book in this way, which, like, eventually escalated into, like, oh, we've decided that she's done too many bad things as, like, in her, like, superpower form, so actually she needs to be killed, otherwise we'll send the bad message to children. Mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, Jean Grey dies, and this isn't even the editorial call that, like, she's, like, specifically talking about here. Um, but basically, years later, uh, Marvel editorial is then like, actually, people really like Jean Grey. What if we brought her back? But we can't like have the baggage of like all of the shit we decided we need to kill her for earlier. So what if we decided that the like version of the character 
that was in all of those stories that led to us killing her was actually like a different person was actually like a weird like cosmic space force that like took over her body and uh fucking like subverted her will to ever do anything other than be like a a nice wife or whatever right um and so fucking in this crossover between like the avengers and the fantastic four which are like you know notably not books that the people writing the x-men comics are involved with um you know, she comes back and is like horrified to learn about all of the all of the stuff she did or like that that was done like by this uh this weird space entity like wearing her body or whatever, right? Um, because she just she just wanted to be like a like a just just a, just a nice young woman. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and it fucking sucks, right? Yeah. Um, and like you know, Chris Claremont like. Like you know, like the, like the, the the thing I've heard is like he, he he like basically like almost quit the book over this. Like, I, I mean, you know, it it seems like like understandably pretty frustrating when like uh, the shit you were doing gets thrown out like multiple times in ways that you have very little control over, right? Like, it seems like a pretty bad creative environment to be working on. Yeah, no, I wasn't doing shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it just gave its update for the week. Okay, um, but yeah, so, but yeah, it's like the 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 Inferno story. Like, well, I mean, I, she's not gonna explain the whole thing, but like, it basically winds up being this like big culmination of like all of these threads that have been like being laid for like three years, and like, uh, you know, like this, this like very, uh, you know, this is simply like try and like get things back on course to like you know rewrite the like this the, the the like story that had been handed down from editorial to a point where like the last several years of comics could have meant anything again. Um, like, I think, I think it does like pretty admirably in some key ways. I think there's like some real, like you can still see some frustration in there. There's still some characters who like were definitely like forced into like a different role than they would otherwise. Right. Like there's a, like there's a character named Madeline Pryor who is like, when she's introduced, she's like a woman who looks like mysteriously identical to Jean Grey that like Scott Summers runs into. And the initial plan was just like, okay, he gets like entangled with this woman, and it turns out she's just like a normal woman. Um, and uh, you know, like Scott has this like long-running like, uh, you know, like process of like untangling his feelings about this person he used to love and like this new person that he's like coming to care about, but like worries is like he's just caring about because like she's so similar to like somebody he used to care about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like it's, it's this whole thing. Like eventually, he like. Uh, you know, like he gets together with her, and like he he leaves the team, and like uh, you know, for for Chris Claremont, like he was like, yeah, this is like a natural like progression of the character. Eventually, like he gets to like move on and like leave the life of being in the X Men because it's bad for him, right? Mm-hmm. And so he like goes off, like he gets married, has a kid, and then like a couple months later is when the initial like Jean Grey is back retcon happens, and like a different writer like instantly has him leave his wife. So yeah, there there is there is a lot of shit to clean up, right? And like in the end of all this, like Madeline Pryor no longer gets to be like a normal woman. Now she's like a clone created by an evil guy, right? For like evil purposes. But you know, there there's like this real like real attempt to like I, I don't know, like 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 fight for the ability of like these characters to have any like contiguous sense of history and like to, to like be connected to like the past that had been like established by these writers that clearly cared a lot. That I thought oh, it was like. I, genuinely kind of admirable i don't know i she, she worries she's not really explaining this very well but mm-hmm. that is okay it was nice it, it, it liked hearing her talk about it yeah and like it like it was saying earlier mel didn't do shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
she could talk more about X-Men comics, but like maybe she should stop and move on to letting us talk about Naruto, like we're supposed to do on this podcast. This isn't an X-Men yeah. podcast at all. It could be, but it isn't. <laughs> yeah, the the new anime season like season is starting, right? So like, oh yeah. But you know, so so there there are some new shows that it saw, but like it's gonna take a couple weeks to like have anything to say about those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's watching a few things. Also, she hasn't actually like picked up anything on her own yet. But like you know, with with a friend, she's been like watching some shows, and we'll probably like oh, oh, oh maybe next week have some uh, some things to say alongside our, our movie episode that we're doing, right? Oh um, yeah, yeah. But before that, let's talk about some bad fucking episodes of Naruto. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. She's actually really excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Episode 145. A new formation. Ino Shika Cho. Shikamaru sends Naruto ahead to fight Mizuki, while his team handles the Tummy Boys. Mizuki and Aruka are still doing their thing, and Ino takes over the elder Tummy Boy. Mizuki doesn't understand why nobody respected him back at the Leaf while he remembers strangling an injured comrade to death on a mission, and then was not allowed to become a teacher because of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. So. Shikamaru and Ino and Choji show up and, like, basically instantly prove correct all of the worries that were expressed at the end of the previous episode of this podcast about how maybe, um, you know, these are characters that traditionally the show has had a hard time figuring out what to do with to make them have compelling fights. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh... This is three episodes of a bunch of children holding two large men still. <laughs> right, right. Again, this the stakes of their fight immediately start with, okay, we need to immobilize these two guys who have mostly just been standing in the same place before this. <laughs> Oh, like God. now I guess now she guesses they're mad because you know they 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 stepped on their food and now they're pissed off and want to kill. Mm-hmm. But like it's still they could have they could have at least played with things a little bit. Like what if what if Choji just had snacks and they just gave them the snacks and then they were just kind of like hanging out talking about what was happening. That would have been better, maybe, 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 maybe. It could. <laughs> Mm. It would have been bad in different ways, at least. It would have been bad in different ways, but it would have been something besides, besides stretching, stretching out. Oh wow, these kids sure are holding these large men still for three episodes. Right, right. Oh my god, right. And it's just like, oh my god, like the progression of their like fight through this episode is so like, yeah. So Mishikamaru got them with the shadows at the end of the previous episode, right? Yeah. And like, you know, Pakun's like, oh shit, watch out, these guys are, are have greater physical strength than the legendary Sanin, which like, I mean, you know, when I first saw this line, it was like, I, I feel like we should let Sonata have anything and not just immediately try to undercut her by the fucking tummy boys or whatever. But like later on in our in these episodes, we learned that Sonata is like very much directly stronger than them, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but like, so maybe Pakun is just like averaging out the like physical might of the three Sanin and then just being like... Yeah, the, the, their their strength stat is higher than that. Maybe 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 Pocket meant combined. Maybe, like if you maybe. just directly add them together in a way that doesn't actually mean anything. 
Yeah, regardless, like, he's doing some kind of math to come to this conclusion that doesn't add up, but, like, it's a real attempt to try and make this seem like a bigger deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, so, you know, in, in this in this half of the episode, like, what they do is, like, yeah, you know, you know, like, do you use his mind possession to, well, like, mind possession, is, what was, fuck, mind transfer? Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah, right, on, on like, one of them. And Choji go. And Choji's about to like step in. Shikamaru's like, "No, don't, don't do it. They're so strong. You're, you're gonna get yourself in danger." And he just like walks up and like starts hugging one of them, and just sort of stands there for half of the episode. Uh-huh. And that's uh, that that's basically like, that's basically all that happens with them in this entire half of the episode, right? Yep. Because uh, we we get a little more next time, but uh, it, it turns out that basically, you know, in spite of this, this episode being called the, like the new formation Inoshika Cho. Uh it's actually mostly about Erika and Mizuki yelling at each other some more. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Mizuki is showing off all of his like various tricks that he learned in jail. He's doing his like cool genjutsus. He's doing his like he has like a puppet now. Yeah, he has he, like a bad puppet. He has like a bad puppet that gets kicked once and instantly falls to pieces. Mm-hmm, bad puppet. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I guess, like, I, I, I don't know, they probably don't have, like, the highest quality of, like, puppets in, like, jail to train with. Our puppets are way stronger than that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It does sort of raise the question of, like, what... Uh, like, okay, if he's, like, doing, like, push-ups and shit constantly in jail and getting huge, that's, like, okay, sure. But, like, I feel like... Uh, not to, like... Like... She wants to be very clear, right? This isn't making an argument for, like, how how, how to, like, manage prisoners effectively as, like, a thing that is worth doing in any real context. But I feel like if you have a guy in the evil lava prison, Mm -hmm. you should be able to tell if he's, like, practicing puppets or genjutsu, uh... Based on either other prisoners looking like they're in Gejutsu or like guards or whatever getting Gejutsu or like him having a puppet. Yeah. And like maybe. Again, if you're going to be the like fucking super ninja CIA and have an evil lava prison, like you might as well take the extra step of like trying to stop him from doing that. Like I guess he didn't really get any good at it at all, right? Um. Like, it's pretty entry-level skills on both of those things. Like, Erika thinks he's, like, sinking into the ground a little bit, and again, he kicks the puppet once and it falls apart. So, not, like, not a great showing. Not fantastic, no. But, like, Erika thinks this is really cool, right? Erika's like, whoa, you, you, you've become so strong, the timing of your jutsu is so good, you know? There, there needs to be some uh, attempt to, like, sell us on this being a big deal. Um, but they, they, they like, stop fighting for, like, most of the rest of the half of the episode as they, like, you know, Mizuki moves them over to, like, a big building um, and starts talking about, like, you know, for, for, further, like, expressing his, like, grievances against the leaf, which, like, in this part of the episode, like, it really feels like, you know, I mean, he's mad that they didn't specifically think he was better than everybody else. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> It's it's weird, right? Because like, she feels like there's such a like clear history of like here's the way characters feel like isolated or like you know used by like the the leaf that to draw from, right? But like Mizuki's not really like connecting. They're not bothering to connect him to any of that, right? Like there's no like 
they don't show us anything like sympathetic about him in his past and in fact like explicitly underline him as like a weird sicko freak every chance they get (laughs) it loves that it loves that for him though she guesses she loves that for him too except it doesn't like do anything for the story really like it's it's no it's just so fucking funny it's just so fucking funny when he's like going out on like a fucking mission and he's like sees sees one of his teammates get like stabbed in the leg a little bit he's like oh shit i have to like suffocate him to death right now <laughs> you know to t- t- speaking to his other teammates like oh yeah sorry uh our-, our our friend yeah he instantly died from his leg wounds um you should leave <laughs> like it's not even a good tactical decision no! <laughs> right? Because he's, like, separating himself from his friend and, like, standing there for long enough to strangle his friend to death while they were, right? like, in a place where knives were being thrown at him. Like, okay, like, I, it, it gets if you're not gonna be the guy that's like, oh, you know, like, oh, my, 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 my teammate's injured, I'm gonna, like, carry him on my back, right? Like, it gets, it gets it if he's just like, oh, no, that guy is dead weight now, we should leave him. But, like, mm-hmm. the fact that he stands back there... Yeah, just just fucking choking him. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> What's wrong with him? <laughs> and, then, and then he gets home. <laughs> he gets home, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't know if we should let that guy be a teacher." He chokes uh-huh. that guy. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but also, like. Uh, she's pretty sure they let him be a teacher eventually anyway. They just, like, wait a little bit beforehand. Because <laughs> he's, like, working at the Academy in that first episode. It guesses he is. Oh, no. This show is so good. He, like, got a job, like, a couple of months later than Erika or whatever, right? And, like, fucking... <laughs> I mean, I guess we can't say that made him a sicko because by age fucking 10, he was like, I can't believe nobody wants me to, like, be happy about how sad this other kid is. But, like... (laughs) Right, right, right. His grievance wasn't... His grievance isn't that he didn't get to... He didn't get to be what he wanted, right? His grievance was that they didn't reward him for strangling that man. (laughs) Yeah! And, like, he talks about, like, oh, yeah, I, I, like, I, like, fucking hardened my heart. I, like, I, like, did t- did terrible things for the village or whatever. But, like... <laughs> he would have been fine. Like, repeatedly, they talk about how the man, like, suffered a minor injury to the leg. Uh-huh. And, like, there, there's, like, a few times in this arc where they kind of try to gesture at this idea of, like, oh, Mizuki feels like he was just kind of, like, used up and discarded. But, like... We, we don't get enough to, like, underline that because instead, every time we flash back to him, it's, like, shit like this. And, like, it's, like, I mean, again, for, for all of the, like, clear issues that the Leaf presents, like, they're at least consistent in the, like, hey, you shouldn't leave a guy behind or, like, strangle him for no reason, right? Like, like every fucking tutored exam, there's, like, a question about, like, hey, should you kill your teammates instantly or not? And if you say you should kill your teammates instantly, you immediately fail? Right. What if... What if what if Mizuki was the guy that was like pretty cool and like had like a real like passion for teaching and like wanted to be a teacher? Mm-hmm. 
but he was just also like a little bit too good at field work in order for him to ever get that role, and so they just fucking like worked him to the bone doing ninja killings and stuff, and he got mm-hmm. fed up with it, right? Like, right? Like, what if they did anything to like underscore his role in this story in a way that like connected the like character stuff they're trying to do with him instead of just making him like a fucking terrible sicko? Mm-hmm. I also love that the only part of the like ninja school teacher like examination we see is going into a dark room and having like having knives thrown at you <laughs> so good so good so good so good so good <laughs> the show is so good the show is really it's really incredible is there anything else that it wants to say about this half of the episode uh no <laughs> is she ready to move on yeah yeah Okay. Team 10 are doing their thing with the guys. Mizuki takes Aruka into a dark room, and they knife fight more. Naruto finally makes it to the dark room with Mizuki's ex following behind him, only to find Mizuki rigged the dark room to explode. Pew! Alright, that was the whole summary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was, like, pacing around a little bit. She's like, yeah, I, I got time to, like, pace while you're, uh, while you're, like, you know, reading the summary and your thoughts in order, but nothing fucking happens here. This is basically the same shit that happened in the first half of the episode, right? Like, the fucking full, like, set of progression with the Team 10 shit is, like... Yeah. Like, you know... You know, his fucking mind control goes, like, bad when fucking one of the tummy boys punches the other one, right? And she Mm -hmm. gets immediately, like, expelled. She's like, oh shit, okay, I have to use, like, mind destruction instead. And, like, okay, so... It doesn't think she should be able to do that yet. It it definitely seems like like a... like, it, like, I mean, she got, like, it is, like, a little bit of a leap in terms of, like, what she was, like, capable of previously, right? But she guess it's also, like, you know, Shikamaru was doing the fucking, like, shadow strangulation that, uh, that, like, his dad was doing back in the, like, fucking, you know, big battle in the leaf. And, like, Choji's becoming big, right? So, like, maybe, maybe, you know, she'd get, like, her dad's technique too, right? Like, to keep, like, some degree of parity on there. Mm-hmm. The specific thing here is, like... So she understands, like, you know, generally speaking, like, yeah, sure, it, it makes sense to not immediately, like, do your, like, strongest and best technique every time. You know, like, it, it makes sense if, like, your your Shikamaru would be like, yeah, I, I've got my, my teammates here, I'm gonna just use the, like, lower intensity, like, shadow paralysis, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, like, I, I don't have to take on these guys alone, right? Um, But for, like, the difference between, like, mind transfer and, like, mind destruction, it... it it's huge. It's huge, right? Like, like again, like, one of them puts you extremely at risk, and the other, like, at least in the battle situation, does, like... I mean, yeah, like, like we've talked about this before, right? How, like, like mind transfer is, like, yeah, if, if you miss, you're, like, immobilized for several minutes, and, like, you can't, like, the person you're, like, that can't get hurt or else, like, immediately breaks, and, like, you also get hurt in your body, and, like... You know, all, all of that shit, and mind, tra- and mind destruction is just like, oh, the guy, like, starts attacking his friend, and you just get to, like, stand there and, like, keep existing in your own body. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, obviously, like, in terms of, like, ninja work, there are situations where, like, mind transfer is, like, more preferable, right? Like, if you want to, like, possess a guy and, like, have him go get information for you or whatever. Yeah, of course. But if it's, like, two big beefy dudes standing next to each other, like, she just feels like maybe you should start there, because... <laughs> yeah. It does what you want. 
at no at no additional risk, right? Like you like this isn't like a situation where like oh I, I I would be putting myself at risk if I like use my big attack first. It's like no, your your small attack is actually just the the only one that can face like a risk to you like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just 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 like kind of like awkward construction to this fight, right? You know, and like fight is giving it a lot of credit, right? Um, yeah, yeah. The other thing that's like that's like fascinating to me about this is like when when Eno has like mind transferred like the one guy, right? Like the the other guy is like immediately able to just, like move his arms and like fucking like punch him and shit, which like presumably he like shouldn't be able to do if Shikamaru has him like held still. Mm-hmm. So like but like there's there's this like thanks is like like maybe these guys are just like kind of forgetting they like they don't have to just be standing here. They could just like walk forward if they wanted to. You know, just uh I don't know. Maybe that's like a little bit of like a nitpicky thing to say, but yeah, like whatever, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, fucking Choji decides at the end of the section that he's like he's like tired of fucking Shikamaru and Ino doing all of the like making guys stand still. So he's gonna make his arms really big and put his hands around each of them and also hold them still. Yep, and that's that's what that team does in this episode. Is that they're all making the guys stand still. Yep. <laughs> she just thinks that if you're going to make a fight in, like, an action anime, right? Like, the thing that should be happening on screen when the protagonists succeed shouldn't be nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It should, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be drawn... You shouldn't have a fight in, like, an action anime where, like, the ideal is it being, like, an unanimated JPEG. Right. Yeah. But, like, that's the whole fucking thing. And, like, all three of these episodes, basically, with these guys. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, meanwhile, Music and Eric are still doing their shit. You know, like, Music, he's on his, like, I'm the coolest and strongest guy who's also been through, like, the, the, who's, who's also the most, like, saddest and a guy who suffered the most shit, right? Like, he's, uh, literally 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 me fucking music goes like you don't fucking get it you can't understand all of the fucking trauma i've gone through to fucking erica who when when like fucking music was a kid erica was like oh i'm sad like fucking just because this kid's parents died doesn't mean he's the only one <laughs> just doesn't mean he deserves to be happy doesn't right, like I like seeing him suffer. Like, and then now he's like, he's like, nobody has suffered as much as I. Right. Like, and like, maybe, maybe she's not remembered. Like, maybe like, cause she knows like back in that first episode, like Musiki had like a real beef with Naruto. Like, did his parents also die if in like the, the Diantail box stuff? Like, did that come up? It, it doesn't know. It doesn't matter. The only problems this guy had is that like, nobody liked it when he strangled that man. Okay, so the, the the only mention of parents on uh, she she figured she, she's breaking her rare don't look at a wiki during during the podcast thing, um, but the the only mention of parents on Mizuki's wiki page is him is how happy he was to see Erica be sad about his parents being dead. So. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so yeah. Um... Oh god. You know, Mizuki is on his like 
No, he's, he's, he's talking about like, yeah, how, how like fucking t- t- terrible being in jail was for him, but also how much it made him like strong and powerful to go through that. And, he, and that makes him real shinobi. And like, I think she thinks it's around here where like Erika starts being like, hey, no, it's okay. You can just like, if you just, um, you know, if you, if you just give up this shit you're doing and like, and like, you know, maybe, and, uh, you know, re- repent for your crimes, th- things will be all right. Um, but she's not really sure there's any like reason to believe that's the case like she doesn't think there's a precedent for that really no like she can't think of any characters in naruto except for like sasuke at the end of it like you know that's a special case who are like in the position of like oh yeah this guy like betrayed the leaf and now like everything's cool and they just get to hang out right um yeah yeah Right, like there's, there's no there, like, Erica doesn't have anything to offer to music here except like maybe you should learn to like being in jail, <laughs> <laughs> which makes it really hard to be like invested in Erica as a character who has like any sort of like thematic or like moral upper hand here. Yeah. Good show. Because <laughs> like when fucking okay like it, it, like. Realistically speaking, like, if we're going to, like, look at, like, you know, previous anime original arcs, like, you know, we, we, we can't necessarily try to, like, use those to, like, construct, like, a co- like cohesive understanding of the world of Naruto, because, like, if this arc has shown anything, there's maybe not, like, a super clear, like, unified vision for what's going on here. Mm-hmm. But, like, if we, if we do, like, allow ourselves to, like, look back a little bit to, like, the Land, the, the land of T arc, right? with the race like fucking ibiki committed to himself to a life of like pretending that his younger brother was dead uh as like the only way for him to like avoid like consequences right and like that guy did way less shit than mizuki right like <laughs> yeah like no fucking way mizuki's like got anything other than like i mean like you know going back how the leaf is often portrayed other times like there's no no fucking way that guy's got anything other than being executed in front of him but like in the context of this arc it's like yeah, all, all he has is going back to jail forever. And Erika's just like, well, maybe you should do that. Okay, to be fair, if the events of these next couple episodes didn't pan out the way they did, the Orochimaru connection definitely, definitely puts him on the track for execution in its mind. But, but, but also, the show isn't doing that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Mizuki does get a pretty funny trick in here where he's, like, doing his, like, yeah, I, I, I can move so stealthily in the, in the darkness. And then, like, Erika's like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, like, try, I'm gonna, like, hone my senses to focus in as clearly as I possibly can. And, like, you know, he's, like, he, he's, like, listening for every possible sound he can. He, he can, like, he even hear, like, mice, like, moving around in the building. And then it turns out Mizuki just, like, fucked off and, like, filled the building full of bombs and blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. It is pretty good. Yeah, so that's a series wrap on uh, on Aruka. Yeah, he exploded and died in this episode. Weird, but like you know, I, I guess it's good that they can go kind of bold with these the, this uh, this stretch of the anime. Okay, do you want to move on from this episode? Yeah. Okay. All right. Episode one forty six, Orochimaru Shadow. Aruka survived the explosion, and Mizuki's ex shows up to heal his wounds. Iruka introduces her to Naruto as Tsubaki. She is sorry for Mizuki's shit and wants to help bring him in. She says she knows where he is heading, 
Mizuki steals a bunch of stuff from a Nara clan research compound. Sonata hears about the Tummy Boys, and the kids have committed to just holding them there until they get back up. Okay, so... This episode, at the very least, stands out in this arc, right? Like, um... In the previous arc, we talked about Masahiko Murata's episode where he was doing the kind of, like, haunted house thing with Orochimaru's, like, secret mm-hmm. base. And that was pretty fun. This one maybe doesn't have, like, as clear of, like, a vision throughout it. But, like, it's really on some bullshit in terms of, like, how it's framing everything, right? Like, this episode mm-hmm. starts out and it's, like, immediately, like, oh, welcome to the fucking world of, like, gray and red, right? Like, all the fucking, like, colors in the environments are, like, super washed out, except for, like, the characters and, like, the, like, bright red sky. Um, there's all of these, like, really, like, really like striking like really like oppressively framed shots as like naruto's like wandering through the like rubble of this building that just exploded to find out if Erika is still alive um it like looks really cool like like, even if the actual contents of this episode are kind of um you know more of this arc there's like a there's like a in terms of the visuals at least there's there's a vision here and like i have to i have to respect that and i have to like you know cling to that during times like this um when the show is bad like you know, there's like a like a, like a, a clear character forward. Like a lot of the the ideas from like the previous episode that Murata had were like you know a, a lot of that sense of like you know how, how like shadows are used to set, to set up the frame. Like there, there's like a little bit more like angular like turns and like the construction of the shadows over the planes of the characters rather than like really like straightforward lines that were kind of like intersecting across like uh, the character before. But like you know, it, it's like very much like of a piece with that stuff and um you know you know i, 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 I just want to shout that out because i i think a lot of the stuff like looks really cool yeah absolutely e- even if that's all i can really say for it um mm-hmm. or like i guess that's not all i can really say for it because I, I also think there's like some really fun like like e- even in like the really like intense oppressive framing a lot of things I, I think there's some really like fun playful bits right like there's the bit right at the start of this episode where um Naruto and Pakumin are like watching on like Irika and, and uh, Subaki talk to each other and like Pakumin's like oh yeah that's totally um that's 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 totally Irika's girlfriend um and he's like trying to communicate it by like doing a gesture with his little puppy paws that Naruto can't parse and like the shot is framed and like it's like first it's like vaguely first person from like Naruto and she's and it's just like Pakumin's like paw being imposed over this like really gloomy shot of like uh of like you know Irika and Subaki in the distance as as like this fucking boy and this dog are just like saying goofy shit to each other, right? Like there's a yeah, it's fun stuff. Um, it is fun. But so Subaki's talking about like Mizuki like stopped by her place and like she she like wanted to try and like stop him like wanted to avoid, to keep him from like going forward for with his new evil plans, but she like wasn't able to like try hard enough, right? Um, and then like that we get like a flashback to like that scene from like a previous episode, which like in like a break from a lot of like the Murad episodes where like. I feel like a lot of the time he like completely redoes the um the, like flashbacks and like a, a style more in keeping with like the specific episode that he's making right now. Um doesn't happen here. I don't know if that's like a logistical thing or like what, but uh it, it definitely sort of winds up undercutting a lot of what Tupaki is saying because like again, in that scene she just cried and then got punched and instantly knocked out, right? Which mm-hmm. uh is you know, maybe the limits of what a girl's capable of in this show sometimes. Um <laughs> but like it's really weird to have her talk about like, like talking about like oh yeah I, I i like i was holding myself back when it's like that's that's just not the, that's just not the what the visuals are showing to us here and you're just like well we we, we can't bring you with us we'll just slow you down and she's like no i i know all about like music he's like tricks and, sh- and stuff like i can help you catch up to him and like that doesn't really like pan out really in these I mean, episodes 
Yeah, like not 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 really. But what she does do is just tell him exactly where to go. Yeah, that that, that helps. That helps. Um, you get the like we get like another like scene of like Musiki like breaking into the uh, the Nara research lab, which again I I really like how this scene looks, where it's just like constantly using the like like framing shots through through like you know different like 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 rows of beakers and like research equipment and like the like c- c- kind of like a g- g- gloomy low lighting of, of this uh like <clears throat> of the specific building right like it's a uh, it, it's a very like striking scene again like it's uh there, there's not like a ton to like dig into in terms of what's happening here right like music is just like showing up and he's like beating up some randos and he's taking fucking chemicals uh for his like mysterious plan they're not like telling us about um Mm-hmm. But like repeatedly, like stressed, like it must be like really dangerous and evil and scary. You know, while uh, Subaki and everybody are on the way to like where Mizuki is headed, she's talking with Naruto and Yurika about like, yeah, actually, back before like Mizuki was doing his first like betrayal, I knew all about it. Um, and the things she says are like really fucking funny to me because she's basically like, yeah, he didn't actually like take that scroll for like any specific reason. Like he didn't know that Orochimaru wanted it or anything. He he just like hoped that Orochimaru would think it was nice that he took this for him. That is beautiful. Just like a just like a nice gift. That is wonderful. And like to be fair, like there are two possibilities there. Uh-huh. Orochimaru receives it and is like sick. So new jutsu. I don't know. Or Orochimaru sees it and just like, yeah, I learned all those jutsu before I left the leaf dipshit. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I knew he was planning to do this, but I, I was hoping my, like, fucking terrible sicko boyfriend would, like, do something evil for no reason. Which is a, a poor gamble to make mm-hmm. in the face of everything we know about him. Yeah. So, Tsunade is, like, in the leaf getting, like, more reports in the, uh... Like, in her big office. It's still really committing in these scenes, like, the really, like, stark, like, you know, gray environments, red sky framing of a lot of stuff. Uh, we, like, there's, like, like there's nothing, like, super ominous going on in these scenes, but but uh, like, like, I feel like some of the visual gimmicks are, like, being, like, stretched a little bit beyond what the actual, uh, what the actual, like, thing they're trying to convey is, right? Like, But, like, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's still, like, kind of fun to look at. It's still, like, you know... It's still like breaking things up a little bit in terms of uh, in terms of like the visuals of this episode, which is like, you know, it's like a fucking oasis for me here. The the, the, the like the, the other thing like I like kind of plays into like the sort of like playful thing that happens with this episode frame. Sometimes like it's still like really leaning to like very like characters like framed from like a like a like a big distance, like really like dwarfed by the environment. You know, like that that specific style of like uh, yeah, you, you know, like the, the, like the, the, they're all like um, well, like like like, like they're, they're, they're just like wow. And it's like a lot of the shots of Snotty and her officer are just like very much a piece of that. Like the desk, like really far away, seeming like fucking tiny in the big room with like red sky bleeding through the windows, right? Mm-hmm. But like they still like want to show her like paging through a book at her desk and make that motion like legible from a distance. So she just like pulls out the biggest fucking book in the world and has to do these like huge <laughs> like sweeping motions every time she turns the page. Yeah, <laughs> It's really fucking funny. That is how Aster reads every book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last thing that happens in this half of the episode is we get like a little bit of a, a check-in on like Shikamaru and Ino and Choji. Um, I think the beautiful thing about this scene is that it seems like 
by far the scene that Murata gives the least of a shit about because there's like no stylistic flair here at all. It just looks like a normal episode of Naruto. Um, right? Like there's, there's like there's like none of the fun lighting he does he does in the rest of the episode. It's just like yeah, this looks regular. Um, fucking yeah, I don't know. Choji's got the the two tummy boys in his arms and they're like wiggling a lot. <laughs> he wiggles so much. Uh, it's it's fucking ridiculous looking. It's beautiful. And then they're like, you know, as this half the episode ends, they're like, commit. They're like, they're like, you know, talking vaguely amongst themselves, and be like, all right, yeah, we we know what we have to do next. Yeah, we're committing to doing that thing. And then like the episode fades out. Uh, we'll we'll get back to that, um, mm-hmm. but not this episode. Mizuki remembers being approached by Orochimaru, who thought it was funny when he strangled his buddy. Orochimaru gives him a tattoo that teaches him about a potion he can make. Mizuki makes it to an abandoned Orochimaru lab where he can make the potion. Naruto, Iruka, and Tsubaki catch up to the secret compound while Mizuki mixes the potion. Mizuki drinks the potion and grows big muscles and curse mark tiger stripes. It loves the way Orochimaru treats Mizuki. It's so fucking funny. It's so, like, every joke we've ever made about, like, Orochimaru just, like, looking at some shit and being like, yeah, I can, I, this, I can do something funny with this. It's, like, just completely on the fucking screen here. Um, <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> like, he just fucking, like, like, slides out of a tree where he was, like, watching music he strangle a man for some reason. He's like, why'd you do that, lol? That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> why'd you do that, lol? That was crazy. Anyway, here's this potion. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna have a snake bite you and like give you a piece of paper. That together will give you information about how to make a potion. You figure out what to do with that. <laughs> it just fucks off. Oh my god. And like, you know, like, okay, it is not going to be a very big surprise when the mm-hmm. potion is bad for you, right, everybody? Right. So so we can just we can just we can we can just talk about that a little bit now. It uh-huh. is so fucking funny. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. That means okay, like like she doesn't know if this is the thing that that it was going for, but like when Mizuki goes to the fucking like secret Orochimaru lab in the fucking like scary cave, and he like fucking goes into this room that has like this big fucking mechanism for like Mixing, like, a bad potion that hurts you, and, like, nothing else, and also has, like, a big fucking shuriken on the wall, like, music he likes, just for him. (laughs) Orochimaru, you funny bitch. It's unbelievable. Oh my god. (laughs) He gets nothing out of this other than knowing that, like, eventually this guy might break out of jail and, like, ruin his own life. God, it loves that so much. Do you think Orochimaru has like a secret camera set up in there? Maybe. <laughs> oh God. Like K- Kamato shows up afterwards, and, he- and he's like, "Hey, Orochimaru, check this out. And check this plays- out." And he plays back the recording, and like there's the Naruto, and like there's also footage of like the Naruto confrontation outside. It's just like they're just both cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> They're just both sicko cackling. Hey everybody. Mel's power went out in the middle of recording, so this is this is a couple days later. Sorry if um 
sorry if there's like an abrupt like tone shift or like maybe we like repeat stuff we have said already um that's just kind of how it has to happen yeah that's just it's like a tragic unavoidable circumstance but like you know she's she's like pretty confident we can get back into it without too much trouble again like she remembers where we were more or less we were like about to like change topics to like a different thing that she wanted to talk about about the episode so like hopefully in the um in the grand scheme of things that's work out all right but uh you know, mm-hmm. just a, just a heads up. Um, if if this one's weird, uh, now you know why. Yeah. Okay. What were we talking about? Okay, so like when its power went out last night, she's pretty sure we were talking about like the whole thing with uh with the special funny like cave lab that Orochimaru left for music. <laughs> extremely yeah. funny, extremely funny thing to do. Um, and the thing she wanted to move on from there was like you know after like music is like doing his whole like fucking elaborate setup of like pouring the like liquids into the rectangles to have them like fucking trickle on down and form the sinister potion for him mm-hmm. um we, we cut over to naruto and tsubaki and Erika, who are like headed on their way towards uh towards the lab where you know music is doing his shit tsubaki has this exchange with naruto that is like fascinating to her and how like raises a lot of questions about why they chose to tell this story exactly mm-hmm. because she's like hey naruto like this must be like a, a real weird thing for you right because this guy like tried to like get you like killed for like being like a traitor to the leaf or whatever right like you probably have like all sorts of complicated feelings about this and naruto just looks directly at her and goes no no i don't care about music anymore <laughs> <laughs> i'm over it like it just doesn't matter to me uh-huh good (laughs) (laughs) she just she just thinks if you're going to bring a guy back right like if you're going to like specifically make the pull for this like for this guy to return like maybe maybe that should mean something to the characters maybe you should no 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 okay never mind never mind no it's better if it doesn't matter at all it's better if it doesn't matter to anybody right and naruto's only interest is something we already know can't happen yeah (laughs) it's it's just weird it's just a weird choice that they like commit to so like confidently it's pretty strong actually oh is it is it yeah it's 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 a very like good powerful stylistic decision Uh uh-huh uh-huh it's you should always have the characters tell the audience that they don't care about the story that's happening yeah 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 that's that's how to get people really invested uh-huh okay okay mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but you know they're they're like trying to like you know as, as naruto catches up to them they're like trying to like you know make a make some connection or like oh maybe, maybe this will matter right so like when when fucking mizuki drinks his potion um and he gets like his like stripes and shit mm-hmm. uh naruto's like oh shit is this just like the curse mark which like you know it's, it's not really but like no you know, it's no but like maybe maybe he's got that confusion but like it, it's just like it's just like this weird time to like suddenly rebuild like some sort of emotional investment for naruto immediately after they like smashed it with a big hammer (laughs) yeah yeah the only other thing she really has to say about this episode is that Mm -hmm. she's just like she when she was watching it for the first time she was like stopped dead in her tracks by the fucking puppy boy noises that shinichiro miki makes as mizuki at the end of this episode He's doing yeah. the fucking growlies and the <laughs> and it's like, yeah. what happened to you? What happened to the fucking voice to you? Who told him to do this? 
But like she knows what I'm like it knows what she's talking about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but like that's that's her wrapped up on episode 146. Yeah, ready to move on? She is. Yay! Episode 147: The Clash of Fate. You can't bring me down. Mizuki is faster and stronger from the potion. Naruto tries to fight him, but he is too strong and fast. Iruka steps in to get beat up too. Mizuki throws a big shuriken, but this time Naruto is the one that blocks it with his back. Mizuki turns into a kitty man with bigger muscles than before. Okay. Yeah, so you know, this this episode starts with, like, you know, as as Mizuki is, like, going around being so fast and strong. Like, you know, Tsubaki and Irika are, like, making some last-ditch attempts to, like, reach out to him to try and, like, convince him to, like, you know, stop being a sicko and, like, be normal or whatever, right? And it's just, like, you know, she, she talked a little bit before about how, like, nobody has, like, anything to offer... Yeah. Yeah. Other than go back to be in jail forever. Uh huh. And like, she maybe he should just like that. But like, it, it, like when she was watching this episode, like it really kind of like coalesced into this feeling of like this stuff is also weird to latch onto because again, like they 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 constantly go out of their way to make it so that Mizuki is just like a terrible sicko who has like like like, like a- everything that like Irika and Tsubaki are like trying to connect to like never fucking existed in the like the episode like the arc is like very like fucking like pointed about that right like he's never like actually nice ever in like any of the flashbacks yeah <laughs> um and he, he, he never has like any like like he doesn't do anything that isn't sicko shit right and so like the, the like while they're like vaguely trying to point like to like paint this picture of this guy who's been like led astray by like orochimaru they're also like weirdly constructing the situation where like the only like real sympathetic like read you could like have for Mizuki at this point is like born in this moment where like he's this guy who like broke out of jail and the only options he has are like you know go back to jail forever and learn to like it or like you know try it and like commit himself to Orochimaru and like we the audience know that like Orochimaru just fucking throws dudes away like nothing yeah right like like now suddenly the position he's in is like sort of like almost a little tragic Mm mm-hmm but, like, not in a way that the show realizes, right? Not in a way that they're, like, doing anything with, right? They... Yeah, right. Like, the show the, the show isn't acknowledging this. I mean, besides besides the way that the show acknowledges that Orochimaru just, like, fucks with people, like, including him, right? Like, Right, yeah. But, like, you know, like, like the, the thing it's doing is, like, oh, he should, like, try and, like, recommit to the Leaf instead of, like, commit to Orochimaru because Orochimaru doesn't care about him. But, like the leaf is just going to put him in jail forever, right? Like, he's just... <laughs> yeah. Right, and that, that 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 is even in the, like, incredibly generous read of the leaf that we get in this anime original. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, like, it's just really frustrating, right? It's just, like, it, it's just, like, it feels like it's actively against, like, anything interesting they could do here, and, like, it, she, she doesn't like this arc very much. She's really not thrilled with it, right? No. Like, similarly, like, the action here is, like, it's not very interesting, right? Like, you know, like, a guy who is, like, fast and strong is, like, she guesses you could, like, frame a fight around it. But, like, there's not, like, a, like, he's just fast and strong now, right? Like, he's, he doesn't have, like, a... It, it, it's not like he has a cool trick power. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's weird how, like, like, it, it's weird how resistant this arc is to giving, like, any of the, like, villains in it, like, a cool trick power. They're just, like, strong guys, and, like, there's no... 
Right, like, well, like he, when it comes down to it, right? Like, you know, the restaurant. E- even the previous one had a bag of spiders. Right, like a bag of spiders, a fucking dangerous shape to put Naruto in, right? Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they're not, it's not like thrilling stuff, but like. But it's like anything besides just like bigger and stronger, man. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, there's no, like, excuse me, like, there's no real, like, investment on her part in terms of, like, oh, how is Naruto going to do this, right? Because, like, I don't know, there's not, like, an interesting question pose. It's just, like, there's a big strong guy, and then, like, eventually, like, he has to get, like, overpowered because of the, like, you know, the structure of the show, right? There's no, like, there's there's no, like, questions that are being raised between there, and there's no, like, you know, like... It's not like it's a, like a monster of the week show where like every time you see them get hit by the big attack and like the the, the like the, ultimately the monsters there for like scaffolding for like the like episode character plot or whatever, right? It's just like it's just not really doing anything, and so that's 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 uh that's not great, right? Huh. Also, the tiger man he turns into looks like shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, need, it needs it to be like understood. It needs it to be clear that like this looks bad. <laughs> yeah right i mean like the the human face the unchanged human face is one of the biggest problems here mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh but like it's it's just not um it's not ideal not ideal she thinks that there's a, a lot of people who are very like practiced in designing big tiger men that could have been turned to in times like this Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, at least give him like a kitty nose, right? Like that is bare right. minimum. Uh huh. Like, like the human nose is awful. The human nose is so bad here, uh, right? And like, he could have been like a white tiger to like match his hair, right? That would have yeah. been that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have. Yeah, no. There's there's a <laughs> there's a lot of things they could have done that they didn't do. Her last big thing she wants to touch on with this half of the episode is like, there's this sudden swerve in terms of what the arc is about after he drinks his evil potion. Uh huh. Where Erika is now like, that evil potion you drank isn't your strength. That's not real strength. Real power comes from like working really hard, like Naruto did. You know, Naruto like worked really hard the entire time you were in jail to get stronger. Now he surpassed you. Meanwhile, you're just relying on the evil potion, which is like. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's like some fucking, like, children's cartoon, like, moralizing shit, but, like, it doesn't hold up within the context of this world, right? Like, fucking... Like, like the Yakamichi clan are out there. They've got their fucking special food pills, right? Like, the, the, there's all yeah. kinds of people who have, like, like a, like, a, 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 like powerful, like, limited time form that, like, you know, ha- maybe comes with, a, like, a like a price or whatever, right? And like the other thing is that like explicitly, repeatedly stated in this arc is that Mizuki spent the entire time that he was in jail working really hard to become stronger. <laughs> yeah, he's yoked now. Like, right? like, like before the potion, he was jacked Mizuki. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Like, like fucking, like you know, realistically speaking, just by virtue of like Mizuki being in lava prison where there's fuck all to do, he probably spent like more time. Like, just, like, proportionally, like, training and getting stronger than Naruto did, right? Like... Yeah, it could be argued that Naruto's only strength comes from the fact that he has the fucking nine-tailed fox in him, frankly. Right. (laughs) Right? And that is not something that, like, the show ever, like, moralizes about (laughs) against him. 
yeah, like the the like the, like trying to ground it in this in this like uh, you 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 have to like work hard on your own terms and like get get something that's like specifically yours. You can't rely on anything external. It's just like that. That's just not what the show that like we're watching is like. It's just the. <laughs> it just doesn't hold water. It just doesn't hold water. Not in this show. Not not in fucking. Not not in fucking like oh yeah like the 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 two main strong boys are strong because of demon fox possession and like curse mark from evil guy. Yeah, and also his like special like eye that he inherited from his family. Yeah, right. And like how like the fact that basically everybody who's like anybody in fucking in the hidden leaf has some sort of like family lineage like technique that's being like passed down to them, right? Like there's mm-hmm. like like there's no mind given to like. If if like the moral that they're suddenly injecting into this story is consistent with the world that that they've like, it's just so out of place and it's like I don't know. It's just so we're like we're like this is the thing that Erica's bringing to the table and like meanwhile Mizuki is like yelling about how like the leaf just fucking like you know uses people up and discards them and how like he's gonna he needs to go to like a Rochimaru who will like treat him nice instead of the leaf right and it's like oh honey like you're not <laughs> wrong but also oh honey. <laughs> Right, right. Like, it, the, like it's it's weird that the arc isn't about the like, the, the like, the tragedy suggested by that, right? Like, it's weird that like at no point they try to tell a story about how like Mizuki felt like he was like, you know, like like or, like they they, they like they, the the only extent to which they ever tried to like tell a story about like Mizuki um like feeling like the leaf just like you know basically like took advantage of him and like the fucking like threw him away and was convenient it was like. In the part where they t- he talks about he's like mad because they don't think he's the best guy ever for killing one of his teammates for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> like and like so much of like the second half of this arc also like fucking like you know comes back to like this specific moral they suddenly inject here. So much of the second half of this episode like comes down to like the, the like moral they like suddenly inject here, right? Like part of like the things like she's talked about already here were like you, you know like stuff from the second half of this episode that she's just like rolling into this one discussion, right? So it's like. <laughs> It just feels like they just like they just they just told the story wrong. They just told the wrong story here, and they it's bad. It's not very good. It's a bad one. Mm-hmm. Um, you ready to just like move on and then talk about the rest of it all? And yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's let's do that then. Team Ten loses their grip on the Tummy Boys, but Tsunade shows up to let them know they can just go back to jail and get dinner. They go back to jail for dinner. Mizuki is stronger now, but also slower. So Ruka sets a trap and has Naruto lure him in. While Mizuki's stunned, Naruto hits him with a Rasengan. Mizuki's tiger form wears off, and he looks all old and desiccated. Tsunade shows up to tell him the potion just does that, and also Rochimaru was probably just messing with him for a laugh. Sakura revives a fish with healing spells. Right, so the fucking, like, tummy boy resolution sucks in, like, a million different fucking ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like, first of all, like, you know, there's the obvious of, like, the last time we saw Team 10, they were like, alright, we, we, we know what we need to do next, and, like, what what we get when they come back to them is them all being like, okay, we're at our limit, we're, like, letting these guys loose and they're gonna, like, beat us to death. Um, there, there's the fact that, like, Tsunade has spent this, the whole arc just, like, sitting in a room, like, and, uh... <laughs> And, and like, d- d- like not really doing anything that like leads to any of the like plot being resolved. Mm-hmm. When like there were like several points where she had like the knowledge she would need to go and like and immediately fix it. Um, and she also clearly has the ability to like immediately like fix this. Like in, in general, she's just like you know like 
Fujin and Raijin, the fucking Tommy boys, are just like really like frustrating and like kind of like I don't know. She she just feels like kind of gross about the whole thing of like here's the like he he here's the dumb guys who are too strong for their own good, so we need to keep them in jail forever for everybody's safety. It's not good. It's just it's not, not good. Good, right? And like especially in this weird way that it'll be like positioned opposite of music of like oh here's the guys who like will just go back to jail and be fine with it because like she doesn't know it. she get they, they like know it's what's best for them ultimately or whatever right like it's just like what are we fucking doing here like what yeah what is what is supposed to be the takeaway there right like why is this the fucking story we spent six episodes telling like the the moral is like don't do steroids and if you go to jail like you deserved it so just just do your best in there. Uh-huh. Great great story guys. Thank you. Yeah, good one. Thanks everybody. <sighs> God damn. Oh, meanwhile, like Naruto is like fighting Mizuki a little bit more. Um Naruto's like, "Hey, uh if you're like looking for Orochimaru in like the land of sound base, he actually like left there and like Mizuki's just like, "No." No, no, he, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> We're cool. <laughs> and then just like fucking like stomps him into the ground. Uh, he's 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 like you know really like fucking like stomping an artist's chest and talking about how like yeah this is he he he'll like he'll he's like showing him how much he like suffered in jail right which is like again like I don't doubt that being in fucking evil lava prison was like a bad experience. Because mm-hmm. being in any prison seems like, frankly, like a nightmare experience, you know? Yeah, it sounds um, bad. <laughs> so, like, again, like, this, this is, like, the, the, the fact that everybody is just trying to, like, offer, like, the fact that everybody's trying to, like, offer music to this life of, like, oh, yeah, you just, you just have to atone for your, your crimes and it'll be fine. It's, like, you know, the, like, <laughs> she, I don't know, she, she feels like she's just, like, re- circling around the same points over and over again, but, like, she just doesn't like how much this story, this is a story about how Mizuki was in the wrong for not liking being in jail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they fucking, like, put him in, like, a seal's trap, and he can't move, and Ardo hits him with Ross Nangan, and he, like, gets knocked out immediately, because, like, nobody in this arc is, like, a big enough threat uh, to, like, actually take Ross Nangan and not be, like, immediately fucking, like, chumped out, right? Like, they, they had to spend the entire, like, six episodes preventing Naruto from hitting anybody once. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, when, like, when all three of the villains in this arc go down in, like, one hit after six episodes, it just doesn't... It's just... It's just just bad. It's just not good. It doesn't make her feel better about the way she spent her time watching these six episodes of anime. No. Because it's not, like, playing in that space, like, oh, we have to, like, buy time to, like, let this thing happen, right? It's just, like... We have contrived to, like, avoid resolving the plot until the plot is over. They should have just put more in it. (laughs) They should have just wrote it good. They should have just wrote it good. They should have just, like... (laughs) (sighs) She doesn't know, right? Like, it's, it's, it's just not, it's just not, like, ideal to her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mizuki turns old. Uh (laughs) Um... Yeah, music you drink the potion that turns you old. Yeah. Uh God. He's like he, he you know, he, he's in disbelief that a Orochimaru's sinister potion would turn him old instead of give him like an extreme body forever. Can we talk about 
the implication of Mizuki turning old and then being healed and being told that, like, he'll be fucking weak and frail forever, but he's also going back to prison because... Yeah, it's like... Like... <laughs> like, worse than if he just died there, right? Right, right, right. Like, it... <laughs> like that is so fucking scary. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, like he, he, this this is just his life forever. He, like, his body is, like, you know, um, fucking desiccated. Like, he's he's not, like, he's he's never recovering from this. Um, Orochimaru thinks it's really funny that this happened. Like, Tsunade specifically is, like, damn, I bet he's laughing his ass off right now. And there's, like, the, don't worry, we'll, like, we'll heal you and put you back in your fucking lava prison cell. There, there's definitely, like, a strain of, like... You know, try, trying to, like, create a story where the heroes don't kill, and, like, the thing they do instead of killing is putting somebody in jail forever. Right, but it's, but it, but it's fucking Naruto, like, like, we, we are past the point of, like, oh, these, these people don't kill. Right, yeah, like, for, like, again, like, not, not consistent with the world that's being presented, also, like, again, like, she's not, like, advocating for, like, the death penalty, obviously. <laughs> But like it's just uh, it's it's just like the, the the ideological construction of like putting somebody in jail forever is like a merciful act is like just so fucking noxious to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and like the 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 thing we're, the thing that we are saying is that it's like incongruous with what the leaf it 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 is out of character for the leaf to do. Right, like fucking the first like big arc is like, oh yeah, we learn about how if you betray the village, you will be hunted down and killed, right? Like you you will be hunted down for the rest of your life and like kill like you know you you will be like killed, you will be like brought back to the leaf to like have your body fucking dissected for study, and that's like uh, <sighs> you know there's there's like a particularly grim read we constructivist where we're like, oh yeah, maybe they'll like keep music here out to like study what the fucking evil potion did to him, right? If we if we like wanted to like you know just sort of, like, run with the, like, things we, like, know about the world outside of the fucking, like, Looney Tunes context of this arc. Um, yeah. Yeah, right, but, like, if if we want to go that far, then also, like, what the hell was Orochimaru doing wrong? God. <laughs> right? Like, <sighs> keep, keeping somebody alive to be a test subject is, like, way more severe than just, like, killing your dissidents, right? Like, Right, no, absolutely, absolutely. Like, that's, like, what the fucking villain says when they're, like, it's, like, talking about what they're saying is gonna, like, give somebody a fate worse than death or whatever, right? Like, it's just, uh... Yeah. It's it's just, like... The, the vibes are bad. The vibes are bad. And, like, the, the rest of this are, the rest of this episode is basically just, like, putting, like, a, a bow on things, like, very rapidly, right? Like, like oh, yeah, don't worry. She's gonna be fine. We're not gonna show you her again. But, like, she's okay. Um, Subaki is, like, wow, I've, I've been inspired by this experience to, like pay for my own crimes and then like move forward to like for the benefit of the leaf and like we don't really get any like sense of what that means like maybe she also has to go to fucking jail um for for however long i think that the other thing that's like fucking like crazy about this actor is that like this was in the this was in the episode before this one but there's a bit where like sunai's getting reported like yeah everybody who broke out of jail is like is like is like been recovered and brought back except for mizuki and fujin and raijin like these were the fucking heavy hitters in there the scale of the arc, the arc is just so un, like uncompelling, even in the like conservative construction of the dangerous jailbreak, right? Like it's just, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's no good. It's just it's this just wasn't a very good anime original arc. Yeah, she hopes they make a good one eventually, right? Because it also hopes they make a good one. <laughs> we had we had that last one. 
that you know we, we had a lot we you know, we documented our complaints there, there, there was like some maybe there's like some all right stuff in there right but like yeah on the whole kind, kind, kind of like compelling and this was just like a severe step down in like pretty much every way so hopefully uh ho- hopefully they'll take this off and like maybe find their footing a little bit better because right now it's like oh we've got like 80 episodes of this huh <laughs> yeah 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 all right is there anything else you want to say about this episode not really what are we watching next week next week we are watching what's the fucking movie called Naruto the movie 2 Legend of the Stone of Galal Whoa Nice It's fucking movie time You know at the very least If that's like some inconsequential shit that doesn't matter It's gonna look better than this did on average So Yeah And hey If you can't wait You can check out our Patreon Patreon.com slash Konoha Crush All one word Konoha Crush for just $3 a month, you get access to episodes up to a week early, and for 5 you get access to our bonus show, Narukai Uzumaki. This month we covered... Bofuri? Yeah, Bofuri. Bofuri! Yeah, and the, and the next one that we're, that we're gonna do is uh, Grimgar. Mm-hmm. And like, hopefully next month for real, we'll start the polls back up. Uh... Yeah. It's gonna be... It's gonna be honest, we just kind of forgot this time. Yeah, we don't have like a like a reason about things being like especially hectic. She was about to like spin something up, but it wouldn't have been honest. We just forgot this time and like we don't want to like set up a poll and like have to wait for the results when like we could potentially like, you know. We 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 just wanted to start preparing early, right? Yeah. And like Grim Grimgar is one that like we Mel is excited to cover, at least. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know enough about it to like really say either way, but like if Mel thinks it's like a worthwhile thing to talk about, then like she's excited to have that conversation. While we're still on the Patreon, I want to thank our joining tier patrons. Izzy, Maple, the only ninja with a gun. In front of the show, Rife. Check out our streams at twitch.tv slash subspace skater. All one word, subspace skater. Any images we talk about during the show can be found in our Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com slash Konoha Crush. We have a Tumblr now too. Konoha Crushcast.tumblr.com. Um, we both stream on Twitch also. Uh, you can find Mel at twitch.tv slash GwenevereTeef, G-U-I-N-E-V-E-R-E-T-E-E-F. And you can find Aster at twitch.tv slash verdictvelvet. Yeah! Mel likes to stream Zelda games. It finished Twilight Princess a little bit ago, and now it is working through the Minish Cap. It also streams Monster Hunter with, with Aster on Fridays. So come and hang out if you like our chemistry. This month has to stream, like, I mean, right now she's, like, has a big, like, Fire Emblem project where she's playing all those games in order. She's, like, got, got another, like, uh, stream. She does, like, most weeks, ideally, where she, um, you know, goes goes through various games of Vendor Backlog for a while. She's playing through Chrono Trigger right now. Um, and then also is on Mel's channel for uh, Monster Hunter. And also, like, frankly, most of those other streams, too. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that she wants to say? No, she is like, she is pretty much covered it, she thinks. All right, well, that's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, there is no such thing as filler. <laughs>